Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're in episode number 1566 and today we're going to be talking about updates on The Mandalorian. That of course is the live action Star Wars TV series. Seems strange to call it a TV series but I guess that's kind of sort of what it is. Maybe it's a streaming series that's going to be premiering on the Disney streaming service late next year. And Favreau, of course, is the creator of the show. And the last time we talked about The Mandalorian, we talked about the announcement of the title of the show and the synopsis that Favreau debuted on Instagram. And since then, there has been an official breaking news segment of the Star Wars show about it. There's been a post on StarWars.com that has revealed some of the directors of the episodes of the shows that are going to be coming out. And Favreau has also been having a little extra fun with prop photos on Instagram, too. Now, the serious, big, awesome news about The Mandalorian is the fact that this is going to be the first time that a Star Wars live-action thing of any kind is going to have female directors. In particular, two of the episodes, or at least two of the episodes, we don't necessarily know for sure how many these two women are going to direct, but... Deborah Chow, who has worked on Jessica Jones, is going to be directing at least one episode of The Mandalorian. And Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be directing at least one episode as well. You may know her best from the Jurassic World movies, or you may also know that she is Ron Howard's daughter. Either way, it is rather remarkable that the Lucasfilm folks are finally making this happen. And, you know, there have been a lot of calls for female directors for Star Wars projects. And it's finally happening, and I think it is spectacularly awesome. So congratulations to Deborah and to Bryce and to Lucasfilm for taking this step and to John Favreau for helping make this happen and you know the entire Lucasfilm creative team this is a move whose time is long since due and I can't help but be excited to see how this turns out. Taika Waititi is also involved in this he directed Thor Ragnarok which I think was probably one of the best Marvel movies in my own personal opinion I enjoyed the heck out of it and Dave Filoni himself is going to be directing the first episode of The Mandalorian and we'll see whether he gets to direct some more as well so it's a terrific roster of people who are going to be directing the show and let us also not forget Rick Famuyiwa who is another one of the directors who's been announced. So five directors announced so far, 10 episodes in the series. Are they gonna get two apiece? Do we have other directors that are yet to be announced? Don't know just yet. We'll have to see how it unfolds. As far as the fun stuff that Favreau has shared on Instagram, well, he's posted two objects that it's rather insane that these are the two objects a, that he's decided to feature, number one, and number two, that these two objects are appearing in this series or that it seems to have anything to do with The Mandalorian is just, I mean, I can't even wrap my head around the decision to do this. So, you know, let's just talk about what these two items are and go from there. One of them is a cylindrical object that was seen first in The Empire Strikes Back being carried by a guy in the evacuation of Cloud City. And over time, that guy came to be known as the ice cream guy because people thought that the thing he was carrying looked like an ice cream maker. And so that guy was eventually given the name Wilro Hood in universe. 
And funnily enough, you know, Hood is a dairy producer here in the Northeast, and they make little ice cream cups called Hoodsies. So I'm sure maybe there's a little bit of a linkage there, but be that as it may, for some reason, this ice cream maker looking thing is one of the objects that John Favreau chose to post a photo of on Instagram. Why on earth this cult object is, is beyond any reasoning. And I cannot wait for somebody to interview him and ask him why that particular object. And that was only the beginning of the insanity. The second thing that he posted was the weapon that our presumably Mandalorian title character is carrying around. So you've all seen that photo by now, I'm sure, of the Mandalorian. And it does look like there's something resembling a rifle strapped onto his back. Well, Jon Favreau posted a photo of what that thing actually is. And it falls under Legends. I mean, I don't even think you could consider this the expanded universe, technically speaking, but whatever. It's called an Amben, A-M-B-A-N, Phase Pulse Blaster. Phase Pulse is hyphenated. Phase Pulse Blaster. And you would recognize it if you remember the animated Boba Fett cartoon in the middle of the Star Wars Holiday Special, because that is the weapon that Boba Fett was wielding in that cartoon. So yeah, the holiday special, I guess, is essentially Legends because it's not canon. It's just so strange to think of that as the expanded universe. But be that as it may, an actual live action version of something that resembles this Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster has been created. And if you look carefully at the photo of our Mandalorian character walking in that you know, marketplace sort of looking space, you can tell that the stock of this rifle you know, very closely resembles the stock of the rifle that John Favreau posted the you know, specific photo of. And you can barely see the tip of the phase pulse blaster just at the very bottom edge of the photo of the Mandalorian, like just at the very bottom, like right where his right leg gets cut off by the bottom of the picture. Now, I think we're at the point where if this is how Jon Favreau is going to start teasing the Mandalorian for us, then we're going to have to start thinking about what other outrageous things he's going to work into this show that come from the most bizarre cult favorite or cult sensitive, if you will, versions of the Star Wars universe. And personally, I'm already on board in thinking that Tag and Bink must have survived whatever they were doing with the Empire and whatever we might have seen of them in Solo, a Star Wars story, and are going to have to show up somewhere in this TV series. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense at this point. There's just going to be something goofy that involves them. That's, that's my two cents on it. I'd love to hear what other things that you think have gained sort of a cult following within the Star Wars galaxy, whether it's canon or legends, that you think is going to show up in The Mandalorian. Wherever you happen to be checking out this episode of the show, just drop in a comment and let me know. And that is going to do it for the episode today. And if you're not subscribed to the show, then I hope you'll do that wherever you happen to like to catch it. And if you are not supporting the show on Patreon and supporting me in particular and producing it every single day for you, then I hope you'll consider that as well. That'll be at patreon.com SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.